What up, Tate Schoolers? Welcome to another great episode of Tate School of Fitness, Fitness Corner Podcast. And on today's episode, we have a very, very special guest, my brother, Mr. Sean Davey, the CEO and founder of Brick by Brick Performance Training. Uh, he's going to talk about his business and his life a little bit and what keeps him going and uh, all those great things about our space, uh, helping people <laughs> achieve their dreams. So welcome to the show, Mr. Davey. How you doing, brother? I'm blessed, man. I can't complain. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, just basking in all this uh, nice little weather that we having right now for a oh, hot second. Man, I'm glad we in spring. <laughs> glad we be back in spring. Man, I can't complain. Yes, glad to be uh, a little warm because that cold was uh, getting played out quickly. <laughs> for sure. For sure. But just before I, I digress, want to uh, sit and talk about what, how you got started, um, mm-hmm. and what is the idea behind brick by brick performance training? Man, um, so it all got started, I would say 2017, 2017, uh, summer. Um, I'm taking class for computer science at Georgia State, used to be GPC at that time, and I'm basically working towards the last two to four classes to get my associates. And I basically said I just work in computer science for like, you know, front end web design just so I can make better income for myself. I knew that was a great space to bring in like 60, 80 Gs with a bachelor's. So I said, let me get my associates and work in my bachelor's, take some certs for my associates and probably get like an entry level position somewhere, making like 20, 30 Gs, just like, you know, work myself off the ground as like a young man. Mm-hmm. And during that time, um, that summer, I couldn't just help the fact that like, There's a tab for like coding apps on YouTube, looking at basketball and workouts. Mm-hmm. So, whether I know or not, I was like slowly like getting better as a coach and also towards the craft of working out in basketball because I was always in the information, but I wasn't putting that much time towards computer science. So, after like, you know, I basically flunked that summer semester, I said, all right, I'm gonna retake the classes in the fall, but you know, my mind and my body's telling me this is not really me. I know the pay is there, but you know, I have a certain passion behind basketball working out. Let me just go towards that direction. And so I'll say 2017 towards 2018. I finished out those classes. 2018, um, I started to enroll at Georgia State. I took a semester off just like save some money up to pay for classes. And so um, the whole entire, I'll say, spring and summer, I was learning how to literally train. I was figuring out, you know, how to properly um program i was learning about the eccentric concentric isometric parts of the uh, of the movements of the body i was learning about um the elastic properties of the tendons like so many things i never learned about it just basic anatomy in school i was learning about within the exercise science paradigm and as i was going through this i said man like why not why not start a company why not you know what I'm saying make some money do what i love to do and during that time, Paul Fabritz, he's a, you know, professional uh, sports performance trainer. Uh, he trained James Harden extensively and other NBA veterans, but he had a seminar and his seminar was for young kids or young individuals who wanted to basically get started as a performance coach. So I paid $27 from me. Mind you, I'm getting paid like $8 an hour to run the gym. So I just took my little paycheck and paid for that seminar. Um, to this day, it's probably the best seminar I ever had because of the books, the um, information, what to do, and it helped got me started in terms of knowing what direction I wanted to go towards. So I got certified after watching a seminar with ACE, and then after that, um, I was already working with a postgraduate school. And so they brought me in as not only the assistant coach, but also as like, you know, their weight room guy. Because I was like, well, you're going to school for this, and also you're certified, so here. 
train us. So I said, cool, that was my first position as like, you know, a strength conditioning coach. And mm-hmm. then 2019, I'm like, okay, well, I have the experience, but I would love to make more money. What's the, what's the goal? Started out with a friend to try and do something together. Um, then, you know, as time grew, it started to just be me thinking about it all the time. And during the time of 2019, I would say like a lot of stuff was on my mind in terms of school, life, my direction. Um, you you and I both noticed, um, can I really be consistent in this space knowing that like this is not guaranteed income? Mm-hmm. I can work the front desk for like $9, but you know, a good living, high five figures, low six figures, like that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Like, can I, re- can I really do it off the ground if like a lot of doubt came in? So, um, just playing like a lot of motivational speakers, from Les Brown to E.T. to um, Inky Johnson. I believe it was E.T. that said, like, man, you just got to take it day by day. So I just tell myself, you know, day by day, step by step, brick by brick. And then I was like, that's, that's a nice little quote. I, I like it. And then eventually I was like, so I saw summer. It was like, you know, your brand should just be something you can stand behind, something you yep. can, you know, um, fight for, like a cause. Yep. And I was like, well, well, I've been fighting with this this quote for the past, like, four or five months, like, getting by, check the check, and, uh, you know, saying doing well in school. I'm like, all right, well, let's just do brick by brick. And literally, it was just on a um, sticky note, literally a sticky note. It was just a B, a brick wall, and a B. I'm like, hey, that's my little logo. I'll go on Photoshop and fix it. Then over time, through trial and error, I eventually got the logo I wanted. And then um, slapped the logo on... Uh, this black marble, black and red marble backdrop on Photoshop. And I'm like, all right, cool. That's like my little wallpaper. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. And then I started to be more creative. I'm like, well, this is right. This is now going towards 2020 because 2019 stuff is still slow. This is 2020. I'm trying to say off the floor, but it's a pandemic. So I'm like, well, if it's a pandemic, we all inside. I might as well start putting my face out there, start doing something, you know? So I invited some friends to help me out to go to the park and do some of my like, little photo shoot. I say, like, I just need y'all for like literally an hour. See, I take some pictures of me coaching y'all, doing a workout with the video. That way I can just put all this up on my website. I uh, went to Square that same night. Uh, I bought my website name and I just got the work, put the website up. And then for content, a lot of basketball kids were inside. I was already working with Hoop Nation Media's basketball company. And we were already doing like a lot of virtual lessons for basketball for free and dropping free content. So I had a picture in my mind of how I could do that. So. Mm-hmm. I just took a backpack, no different than, uh, and I was showing kids like, you know, with the school books you have at school, that can be your weight. And I was showing them different ways how to basically, um, load up the backpack mm-hmm. to do squats, front squats, um, lateral lunges, RDLs, calf raises, push-ups, um, uh, Turkish get-ups, bear crawl coals, bear crawl back passovers. Um, uh, man, the list is pretty extensive. Hip thrusters. I mean, I just had a whole litany of exercises to get kids at home. So there was no excuse not to get better. Like I'm giving you a backpack. You, you have, you have thousands of books at the house. So if you just throw that backpack on like 60, 70 pounds and you barely lift, I mean, that's a lot of weight for like, you know, three sets of 12. Yep. Uh, so after that, um, I had to start being more creative and then I was trying to be creative. I was working my nine to five at a golf course and I realized that it's not in a space where this, you know, this idea, this space can like really blossom. It's like a, like what Tupac says, like a rose growing through the concrete. That's beautiful. It shows that you overcome adversity. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't it be better if you just put that rose in a rose bush? Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
so we can get the real environment needs to fully blossom. So I basically uh, left my nine to five and got a different job at a gym in North Georgia, and I was able to experiment every single day. I would go in at like 11 o'clock and not come home to 12 o'clock. Even though I only had to work five hours, I was just there all day just because it was like the um, it's like an experiment lab for me. And we had a physical therapy clinic literally next door. So I was talking to guys who already have their doctors in the field every day. I'm like, hey, what does this do? What does that do? Hey, um, based upon this. Yeah, how does that look? How does this out, look? Uh, with action. I mean, which, yeah. exactly. So so yeah. I was just there every day picking their brain. And so it started to just slowly get to the point where my core was like, you're already making content, making quotes. You're doing all these things for your business. Why don't you just record yourself, work out? Why don't you record yourself training the kids that come in here? I said, man, you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm missing out. So I started recording myself doing the workout, started recording some of the kids I worked out there. And, man, that's when the ball started to get rolled in terms of the imagination I started to have of where I can really take this thing. And this is towards my last year of college, too. So it was beautiful that a lot of things I was learning in school, it could be applicable or tried right here at this gym from um, different um, assessments, like the overhead squat test, um, the bend and reach, like different things we learned in school. I was able to experiment and try at work to see, like based upon these assessments, uh, what's mobile, what's weak, um, what needs to be stabilized, what to attack first, and after you build that foundation to correct movement, then you start going towards like the specific adaptations of he wants to get faster, he wants to jump higher, but if we don't clean up moving pattern first in a, you know, dynamic range of motion with squats or a more dynamic such as, you know, running and sprinting, once we clean the mechanics up and clean up how you move, man, it's so much easier now to get to that result you want. And all that played a big part into me branching out more, trusting myself like, all right, I'm certified. I'm about to get my degree. I have insurance, you know. I have everything I need to go out into the field and work. So I already had like, you know, one or two people, but I started to get bold and say, all right. I told myself it's a process. It's, you know, day by day, step by step, break by break. Yeah. And I trust myself and like start going out there more. So I started fighting behind my name and started being a lot consistent with the content I made with the individuals I work with and just focus on making sure whatever task that needs to be done today gets done. And that's it. Like, build that layer. And so I really started to embody what my company stood for by changing the website and started having, like, different pillars, such as, like, you know, um, different co core values I'll put on the website. And I started to live behind it, such as, you know, having empathy, starting to understand what's that like, putting yourself in somebody else's shoe. Another core value my website, my company stands for is perseverance, knowing that, you know, no matter what storm comes your way, you have to stay steadfast, allow the storm to go past you, and still keep going. So I started to really embody what it is I'm trying to put out to the world. So when you see me, you see the company. It's not like a separate entity. It's not like I have a Target shirt on. I go to Target. And I'm a great employee for Target. When I get home, I don't embody what Target tries to make me as an employee. So... That's really how the name got started, and that's really how I started this journey. And it led to me, you know, um, having a pretty great year in 2021 in my behalf because uh, 2020, I had no clients. In 2021, I was able to train, like, you know, a basketball team, uh, three clients, and more important, like, you know, build up all of those hours in the gym and just start blossoming to where I am right now in 2022 because this fall, there'll be two basketball teams uh, on pace to, like, you know, train six more clients. And... It's, it's just by embodying that concept of 
you know, step by step, break by break, day in, day out, just focus on today only, has got me this far, man. So that's really how the name got started, how I got started. Well, you well, that's that's definitely good because you got to stand behind your name. You got to stand behind your company. You gotta mm-hmm. um, got to walk that walk, as they say. So yeah. It's good that you did. I want to ask you during the pandemic, uh, you kind of went up, you kind of ran over it that uh, you was helping individuals who was stuck. Everybody was stuck inside and you was able to do it with the big, with the backpack, which was great in the books for the children. Um, During 2020, how did you, how did it affect your working out? How did you change your work up, your workout out? Because again, you are mostly, and you know you hooping and stuff in the gym. So, mm-hmm. how did your workouts change personally? Uh, all outside, man. I had to go online to uh, AliExpress and just get like some uh, wholesale sandbags. And I went by Home Depot, filled the sandbags up. So that became like you know, say my weight uh, has some resistance bands as well, has some mini bands, but calisthenics, um, a lot of full range of motion exercises, and you know, inside. Yeah. I had to squat. I just, you know, stuff the sandbag up and get with my elbows and do squats, lunges, jump squats. Man, I was just trying to make sure I to stay consistent as possible from when we first kind of had that break in March, which is like around this year, been like two years from this date. So from March to like, I'll say April, I wasn't doing much. But once I realized like, dang, man, like the gyms are just done. Like, you know, you have to like sneak your way in or find somebody who got gym access. I'm like, this is done man outside and so they lifted the policies um a lot of more sprinting i would say to just stay more explosive sprinting more uh, a lot more jump rope uh calisthenics but the volume had to be high because you know at some point it's just like progressive overload with weights you can't just keep doing your same body weight over and over again so are you going to increase the reps or put something on your back to increase the weight and i would just say also uh I was working out more consistently because since I didn't feel like I needed that much time to recover, I was able to knock out a two a day. I'll say morning time, I will go sprint a little bit, go run around. Then afternoon after work, I'll just knock out, I'll say some squats, lunges, and some jumps, and that's really it. So it, it, it made me more creative, but more importantly, it really showed me like working out just activities. It's literally what it is. It's, it's movement. Activity. It's movement. That's, it. that's all it is. It's movement. It's movement. I think people overcomplicated with all the. Um things that they see online and um, in other places. And it's really just, it's all about movement. Just moving at least 30 minutes a day, um, you know, five days a week. That's that, that'll change your life. If you stay consistent with that and just being consistent. Um, I think that's, that's really what I see. Um, I don't know about yourself, but what I see in our industry is it's not like we're super masterminds when it comes to this. We do have knowledge, but it's all up to the effort of the clients. If the effort, that, if the clients put in the effort, then they definitely will succeed. Um, if they say consistent, I don't care if you walk or walk up and down the street every day, that's still better than sitting on a couch because you're consistently yeah. doing it. So just all about consistency. I think that really broke up a lot of things in 2024 people because they didn't, they didn't think that they could be consistent. And they only mm-hmm. they the gym became a crutch, and oh um, my god, what? It yeah, a lot of people, uh, even uh, professionals like ourselves, the gym can become a crutch. That's why sometimes I just do at home workouts. I still go outside because that taught me in twenty twenty mm-hmm. that it can be gone like this. So you should have alternatives. I mean, we built the gym in our house. 
Because we're just like, nice. yeah, we're not going to, you know. So we, we may not have all the bells and whistles, but we have enough to, to make it function to get better. So that's the whole mm-hmm. goal is to get better and stay consistent. Um, so, yeah, we, you know, two years removed from that. Of course, gyms are back open. People are doing things. But I still see a lot of people still outside and doing alternatives. that routine. Yeah, yeah, because, again, I personally like working out at home because I can do it anytime. I don't have to worry about I don't have to worry about somebody being on my machine, you know, having my weights, you know, because I have all that. So I Taking just got all that time on the squat rack. Right? Exactly. So you know, it's 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 definitely um, good to have access. And I know we're very very uh, uh, blessed to have that access. So I don't take that for granted. But since since training the last two years, um, picking up clients, what tendencies have you have seen that has differed? From when you first started working with people to now, like what little things have you seen that may be a little different now? Uh, I would say, like in terms of, I'll start myself first. When I first started, I was just like trying to, you know, make income. So I would like be like doing whatever it took to get a client, take whatever I wanted, whatever pay availability, and it it didn't make me look like I knew what I was doing. It didn't look like I was respectable. And so I started to change that. So now I had to start holding them accountable. It's like, look, I'm not here to hold your hand. I'm not here to do this for you. Like, you know, it's an investment. You have to be responsible for yourself. If we agreed upon 7 o'clock, come at 7 o'clock. Be there on time. On time to me is 6.55. Yeah. The time starts at 7 o'clock. So if you start at 7 and you are here at 7, you're late, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So be five minutes to 10 minutes, you know what I'm saying, before the time. So do whatever you got to do. So when 7 starts, we're here. And for the clients, I would say, like going back to what you said earlier, I have noticed people don't take the gym as a, what's the word, as a luxury anymore. Yeah. I feel like now, knowing what people had to go through because of the pandemic, many individuals take their gym routine seriously. Before, I would see people like lollygagging on the phone, texting, not doing much now. It's the first I've ever seen people like legit go in the gym, focus and say, all right, now I got an hour and an hour only. I'm leaving. I'm like, it's tough for y'all to sit in the house all day long for like almost six months to a year for the roots. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think to realize like this can be stripped that angle. Yeah. And you should be trying your best to keep it. Yeah. Take, take, uh, actually get in there and do what you need to do. Because if you don't, exactly. if you don't, again, like I said, it, in, 2020 taught me that don't take anything for granted. If it's working sure. out, if it's people, if it's happiness, if it's whatever whatever moves you, don't take it for granted because if you do, then you know it can be gone. It's really that simple. Um, I wanna I wanted to also talk about the podcast. What yes. is the main focus of your podcast, and when did you start your podcast? Started my podcast um, 2021, mm-hmm. and the main focus of the podcast literally is an education platform for parents, athletes, and coaches, uh, and also, you know what I'm saying, the trainers as well. But it's there for the first thing, for these athletes to understand how to be a better player. I do it to, that way so the, they're hearing certain gems and certain things they're not going to get from their side of town or might not get, period. That's why I invite a lot of basketball coaches basketball mind mm-hmm. and so on there to grace the podcast 
what it should be studying, what it should be doing. So these kids can have those tools in their minds to work on. For the coaches, it just allows them to understand what it takes to be a coach, um, what do we have to work on to be a great coach. And then for the trainers, because to me, I see trainers in the space, not only for basketball, but anywhere else, like as a tutor in terms of you're helping athletes, you're just a tutor. You're just there to supplement what they're doing. Uh, you get to understand how your roles define better. And I certain ha- I sometimes have the fitness people come to that space as well, just to give some business advice, just to give some advice upon how to survive this industry because it's very hard to survive. Yes. And, and more importantly, how to find your identity. Mm-hmm. So the podcast is very educational. For myself, I have personal episodes like the one I dropped before, um, reflecting on the first year of coaching, teaching people like, you know, what things you should expect leaving a rather nine to five and coming to the gym space, knowing if you want to be an employee or a contractor. Uh, more importantly, if you know you're going to the space, if you're open-minded, don't lock yourself into just one gym. Uh, try one gym for two or three months and apply somewhere else. See what gym fits you best and then grow there. But if you're locking in with a gym long-term, already have an idea of what it is you want to do or you are doing well, and then bring that to the company. Because in the end, it's about revenue. It's just business. Mm-hmm. I went in there very bushy tail and went behind the ears because I'm like, oh my God, I get to work in the gym for the first time. And instead of saying, all right, you know, this is no different than training basketball. This is just a gym. This is just a space. My goal is to not only be good at my craft, but to help make this business some money. You yeah. have to have that mindset because if not, you're going to bump heads with owners. The reason why you will is because you are so busy, caught up on the uh, subjective manner about, you know, the athletes, how to coach them, how to treat them and stuff like that. But the objective measure is, man, I don't care what you're talking about. If I don't get more members in here, these lights that are on to tr- They'll be turned off. Absolutely. Yeah. So what are you bringing to the table to help this place grow? It's a, it's a balance of both. So that's what I talked about in the last podcast. But it's very educational. The goal of it is to grow to a point where people are just taking out pen and paper and not only getting better as athletes, getting better as coaches. Parents can tune in and understand what it is they can do to help their child improve because it starts at home. If you don't know what your child's routine should be during the week in terms of being a better player or athlete, it's you're, you're going to enable certain habits you don't know you're enabling. It's just that simple. Yeah. When you're naive to certain things, you're ignorant to it to the fall. So that's really what their Brick by Brick Pie is about, man. I, I do my best to invite great people on there um, with great resumes and respectable spaces. That way people see these individuals like, dang, that's a, that's a big name. I heard about him. Let me let me listen. Because sometimes when you put, like, the locals on there, people's like, oh, I don't know that dude. But once you start inviting, like, you know, some pretty respectable people to come there and talk, I mean, now it's like, okay, what are they talking about? Because this person has been doing it for 15 plus years. He has all these accolades. Like, I wonder what they're talking about. So I've earned that respect by being in the basketball space for quite a long time. And um, my Twitter, uh, my Twitter isn't like, you know, big Twitter following, but um, I have a lot of, you know, great people in basketball that follow my Twitter. And, you know, for me making breakdown videos and breakdown threads, uh, simply talking about basketball in different aspects, they realized like this young man is pretty intelligent with the sport. Um, I like talking to him. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of easy for them to say yes to a podcast interview. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I think, um, of course, we doing this podcast, but I think podcasts, they do hold a place. They are, they can be very valuable in the space. Yeah. Um, if they're done tastefully and they're done to actually, they follow the mission of what they Thank say they're going to do. 
Because a lot of times they don't follow the mission. They get a, you know, trendy. Get a contract or something. Yeah, they get yeah. a little contract or get a little yeah. trend and they just focus on what makes them the money. Yeah, you're getting a little trendy. Um, so say if you had a, I don't know, a kid just starting out in basketball, um, mm-hmm. maybe around the age of eight years old. Um, gotcha. Never played the game. What would you have them first start off with? What would be the basics that they need to learn? Uh, you gotta love the game. Mm. That's really yeah. That's the first step. Um, I'm saying from experience of life, after trying three different majors, if you don't have a passion for anything, you're not gonna go far. Mm-hmm. That's true. So first things first, I would ask the kid, do you like playing basketball with your friends? Like you can't go there without playing basketball. If they tell me they can't go a day without basketball, then I will start providing lessons. If they say like playing with their friends, I think the fundamentals, basic stuff, how to shoot the ball the right way, how to dribble both hands, yes, both parties will get that. But the kid that tell me he can't go a day without playing basketball, nah, I'm, I'm putting more into you. I'm going to, you know what I'm saying, not only show you the fundamentals, but I'm going to... You yeah. You know, step by step show you like, this is what you gotta, if you shoot the ball in the corner, you want to be on the opposite side of the rim because typically 80% of the time that ball will hit the back iron and float to the opposite side. So you box your man on the lower block to get the ball. And the first thing you got to do is find a man to outlet to. Then you run from this rim to that rim. You'll be the first person to get the ball. Like kids who really want to play it like that, listen to me and go try it out. The kids who just want to have fun with their friends, I mean, they just pick up. I mean, you, you don't want to play high school ball. You don't want the most you want to do is recreational. I just give you the basic things you need at that level to just get the job done, have fun with your friends, and you know, gossip about it after the games. Like, yeah, I had twelve points, I had eight rebounds. Like, it's just something you want to do in their spare time, nothing mm-hmm. more. But for me, the first step is uh, I have to gauge their heart. For me, that's what got me this far. So I just want to make sure where's your heart at? Do you really love this sport the right way? Do you really want to give it your all every single day, even when you don't, you don't got it, but you still want to push? That's the first thing I, I check for, and then. We work on the basic parts of shooting the ball the right way, um, mic and drill, laying up, um, basic coordination of dribbling, and more importantly, footwork and coordination. We talked about this before off camera, but like the better you are, you know, recording your body, knowing how your body moves in space and time by focusing on, you know, jumping, cutting, sprinting, you'll be a better basketball, soccer, whatever. Mm-hmm. You have to know how to have basic coordination first. So that's what I focus on. Yeah, absolutely, and and it's um it's wild because I was watching the clip. Um, mm-hmm. one of my homeboys, he's a, a, a actually a strength and strength and conditioning coach, and uh, one of his kids was playing in I want to say state playoffs a tournament they just had okay. recently, and um the team, the opposite team, they star. He had his own train out there on the floor. Like, everybody else is doing their thing, but he had his own trainer. Kid must be, I don't know, like I said, it was a short little video, but the kid must be ranked or something in in the the country. But I was thinking to myself, like, it's a difference because he showed the video and he said it. You have the rest of his teammates just shooting around, laying the ball up. Not saying that these kids don't want to play ball, but this young man has a trainer, his own trainer on the floor, warming him up before the game. And I, I flash back to when I was playing. None of that existed. Not to that level. Like, none of that existed. You didn't have your you own might, you personal might have trainer. Had that trainer to take you exactly. Up, but but you didn't have, like, yeah, you didn't have a trainer um, that was warming you up before the game. Now, some some of, some of my uh, friends, they did have, like, trainers who worked with them on the weekends and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, that was cool. But, like, to that level where you're looking like NBA, 
you know, you have your guy, uh, your, uh, your, uh, your, uh, your woman out there training you before the game. That's it's crazy. It's amazing yeah, how that's, far. That's a whole different it's just Yeah, it's amazing how far this has this level has gotten when it comes to sports. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm, I, I guess I'm leaning more so towards a bad thing. Build on top of that. I'm glad you brought it up. Because mm-hmm. a lot of my mentors, like, they've been, you know, basketball coach for like 25 years. And we talk about this all the time. Um, so at first, the trainers used to be simply the assistant coaches that had lower level tasks. Yep. So you had your head coaches, assistant coaches, and you had, like, you know, your managers and you also had your grad assistants and typically after the head assistant coach you have then this little shooting coach or the defensive coach like each different assistant coach had a specific role now a lot of times certain coaches said man i like this one kid i'm gonna spend more time with the coaches give me like extra time with that was really your training and mm-hmm. that only really happened in college or in certain high school situations because most high school staffs only have at least one head coach and two assistant coaches yep so Yep, very, very true. The, the the training space um used to be like guys overseas would come back home. They didn't feel like working a job. So they said, hey, man, you know what? I'll just be a trainer. I'll just train kids for like $20 a head at the local park. I don't care. I'm here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, man. Tell your parents I'm here from the hours of 4 to 7. And then they would go to do camps with their ex-coaches and stuff like that in the area to make a little bit extra money for the summer. So that was really how a lot of guys from overseas basketball would come to the States and make their money. Of course, other coaches as well would make some money in the summer doing individuals. Mm-hmm. But make a long story short, that was the genesis of, of the whole training thing. Where it started. Yeah. Now, as time grew, I would say, like, respect in the space, such as, like, the Gannon Bakers, they had, you know, seminars and meetings for people to meet to, to go to to understand how to train. It's when social media came to full effect and people started taking advantage of that free market. Yeah. You know, you, you have to do, you have to use websites nowadays to generate leads to go towards your website. But if you use the right hashtag, hey man, you might mess around and pull some leads off of that. So the training space really evolved when people really started making these viral clips just to try and get more clients. Yeah. Doing the Hey, you can shoot like Steph Curry can do this drill. Yep. Uh, you can do this. You can like, like Curry do this yeah. drill. Detect this. Yeah. Exactly. So so what happens is like a tripping on effect. So if the standard was, you know, the the ex-pros of the Gannon Bakers, now we just came to your local guy in your neighborhood who like basketball is going, you know, make us some drills just to make you dribble better. And because he saw it on YouTube, we about to help you out. So it's the wild, wild west. There's no regulations. There's no... Um, type of rules or standards not like overseas and people you have to be certified each year and regulated to be a coach in order to touch children in terms of like okay i get to train your son at seven years old eight years old nine years old and from seven eight and nine it's a new rule a new way i have to coach your son or yeah. daughter in the states it's not like that it's the wild wild west you can make up your own rules you can do whatever you want so it's like you said it looks good to see like oh wow we have evolved but in terms of how we evolved it's not well, it's kind of like, you know, a blessing and a curse. It's good to know that, like, people are trying to help out these kids at a younger age, eight to nine, and get them to the next level. But we cannot check to see if you're qualified. And the reason why is because the NBA is sort of an entertainment league. And see, it's being an entertainment league. They are benefiting off of these viral trainers and these viral kids because it helps build up more of that product towards the top. Yep. If it was more of like a club position, like how FIBA has it, 
we don't care if you're viral. We don't care. We care about can he play basketball because that's what gets us. That's what gets us people in the stands. Mm-hmm. We don't care if if he can do a two ball dribble and draw or grab a cone. Can he run his play the right way and can he run a team? Yeah. So that's really the metrics of you know professional professional basketball and professional entertainment basketball. And I think people have to understand that. It's uh, a huge difference. Sports, it's a huge difference. Like you know, sports here in the states are still an entertainment league. It's just that simple. When you go overseas, it's the reason why they take the sport so seriously. People are literally like, you know what I'm saying, the fans are dying over it because it's such a high level. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, a, a friend of mine, he played professional basketball um, in the States mm-hmm. and overseas, and he was telling telling me the difference about how technical they, they are overseas. Yes, um, yes. And he felt like he was starting all over when he went there because, I mean, he played in the NBA. He was a very high draft pick. Um, in the NBA, and when he got overseas, he was like, I just felt like I started all over. Like, I had to go from the basics, but it made him a better ball player, and now he, oh, helps, sure. ki- he helps children. He has camps and things, and I worked with him in the past, and I know that for, for sure that they are getting the absolute best because, um, again, that experience that he had overseas um, yeah, for sure. was major. But, um, yeah, I, I, th- I think... Uh, that the training situation is murky. I always yeah, said that. That's a great word. I like it. Yeah, I always said that because, again, not saying that you certified that you know what you talk about, and not saying that you um not certified that uh, that you're not certified that you don't know what you're talking about. But mm-hmm. I think just for the so people can know, you should be tested to know what you're talking about. Because I don't care about a paper, personally. I mean, it's just a piece of paper. Yeah. You can you can buy a certification probably online somewhere, I'm sure, these days. But I would rather somebody know what they're talking about without that paper than to have somebody with the paper that don't know what they're talking about. And who doesn't it's continue a, to learn? Yeah, I, I agree yeah. for sure. Yeah, and where they don't continue to learn. Because I feel like you should always stay learning and reading and researching. and Because um, things change in... Everybody is not the same, so you have to learn how to work with different uh, groups of people. Unless you specialize in just one group, then okay. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, then you should definitely learn how to work with groups, other groups of people. Um, so before I let you go, I want to ask you, where do, where do you see the company in maybe the next three, three to five years? Where do you see uh, Brick by Brick? Uh, man, next three to five years, man, it's going to get to a point where I got to get staff. Um, we're going to be training more high schools, more basketball teams. Um, my goal, honestly, like, would to be to hire people in other spaces. I would like to have a track guy help me out, uh, football, tennis. I would just love for us to outsource uh, in the, you know, minority areas and just help these teams out. You know, strength conditioning coaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't come around that often, and once in, in our side of town. So just trying to find like a business method where trainers are being compensated fairly, uh, parents are coming out of their pocket a lot of money, but we're giving your children a three hundred dollar workout if you wanted to charge for it. Mm-hmm. Like that's my goal. That's that's why like you know I I study so hard, I read so much, and I try to compete with the best because I know if I can touch their level of knowledge and train application, get some results. And I'm all even charging that same arm and leg price. I mean, I feel like I, my retention shit will be high and I feel like I can help with the community. 
So that's that. And that's like, you know, about a third year window. And fifth year, have a home base, man. Have a home base. Have a situation where, like, you know, we got a half-court gym, um, you know, enough space for weight room, a little bit of turf, and that's really it. Just something functional, get the job done. More important, people can get in, get out. And that's really it. Five years from now, we definitely want to be XP home base. That's dope. So one quote, one quote, and I know that's hard, one quote that you live by, what would that be? What would that be for the schoolers? I mean, it would be ironic to say the one I started out with, but um, it's one that I've been telling myself every day for the past couple of weeks, and it's just simply this. You got to bust your ass while the window is open. And the reason why I say this is because we think opportunity comes around like every single day, but it's not like that. Say you finally got good to be a football player at age, I don't know, 27. That's when you finally got good. But everybody else who was, who was good was good at 17 years old. So they got picked up by the NFL. You're just now as good as them at 27. You missed your window. So, you know, you have to really just maximize the time you got because that window every day is slowly but surely getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And then to get to the window, you have to like build that ladder, which is that hard work to reach the window and slip through it. And now you're in the building, you know, snuck in like a thief in the night, but now it's up to you to like take advantage of that situation. So you just got to bust your ass while the window's open. Uh, don't take any opportunity for granted, man. Um, I believe that's what has, you know, stalled my success up to this day. I know I can be a lot farther and I try my best to kind of break that habit. Mm-hmm. Being in an environment where everybody is kind of in a scarce mindset, lift from check to check, um, escapism is real escapism is real uh we don't want to handle adversity we don't want to handle reality so we rather just dive off into you know pointless drama pointless tv shows uh pointless conversation with people who's not going to get us farther than where we are today um escapism is real so learning how to uh combat escapism and know that like dang like so what if i'm if i'm down bad today three four weeks of consistent work i can be up yep so having that mindset that's what has allowed me, I believe, from the beginning of 2022 till now, grown a lot further. Just knowing that, like, that has been, like, a hereditary trait in my environment. Just growing up with that mindset, like, man, just get a little decent job, survive, check the check, and just live a little bit of life. And you see, I just kept saying little, little, little every time as an adjective. That's the mindset. Yep. Versus saying, like, let me just take advantage of the space I have, the money I am making, not little, the money I am making and leverage it somewhere and work hard and believe in myself and take the right steps to be in a better situation. No matter if it's, you know, 10 years from now, I, I'll wait 10 years. I best believe I ain't going to go nowhere else but to that destination. I'm going to make it happen. It's having. Yeah. And that's our mentality. Mm-hmm. And it'll care but you just have to understand that that window is closing. As we're talking right now, that window is closed for everybody. It's up to you to bust your ass right now and get to it. So that's the call of my man. Bust your ass while the window's open. Absolutely. I want to thank you for sitting down with us, man. Um, oh, for sure, man. Tell the it. people where they can uh, contact you about the podcast, about the merch. Tell them where to go to the website. Let them know. All right, so basically, uh, go to bxpperformance.com, one-stop shop. You will have the merch, the podcast. If you need any team trainers up there as well, and also any personal trainers up there. Instagram, you can follow me at bxpperformancetraining on Instagram for Twitter, bxpperformance. And for YouTube, it is brick-by-brick-performance-training. All right, well, I want to thank you, man, again, for sitting down with us. And 
I know you'll have nothing but the greatest success, man. Just keep doing what you're doing and keep going and building brick by brick. Everything's going to be good, my brother. For sure, bro. For sure. All right. I'll be seeing you, man. Hey, for sure, man. Have a good one. You too.